Well, hey, welcome to the X Podcast. Today is going to be a whole lot of fun. Oh my god! I got my friends with me. It's going to be the best. So I got my friend Morgan. Hello. I got Megan. Hello. Terrell. Terrell. Soon to be be something else. Grub. In how many days? 44. 44 days. I'm officiating the wedding. Uh, and no, he's not. I'm not. not. That's, that's not true. <laughs> but I'm coming. He has not even RSVP'd yet. So is that true? Oh. Yeah. Yep, he's a little that bit. is not true. Cut this out. Um, and then we also have uh, a man, Jesse, hey. which today is a big day. Mm. Today, because he loves attention. I'm just going to like... Just surround this moment with all the momentum <laughs> that it deserves. But today is Jesse McCoy, one of my favorite human beings' birthdays. Should we sing? Sure, is. let's not. Sing it around. <laughs> today we went to. We were gonna go. Did you know we were gonna go to Waffle House? Yeah. And then we ended up going to Brewdog. And um, someone what? mentioned us doing what we usually do, which is all go around the table and say something that we appreciate about Jesse. And he mm-hmm. immediately, I almost want to say, violently vetoed that idea. <laughs> and he said, "Absolutely not. We're not going to do that. I don't like that. Don't do that." And I said, "Okay." <laughs> so then, in private later, I'm just going to tell him all the amazing things about him because he's fine. he's awesome. So, uh, our faith context. If you're if you haven't watched in a while or you don't know, we do work at a church. A few of us do. Um, Morgan serves our kids That's right. at this church and all the kids teams leads them. And it has been a full year building, developing, creating. Ms. Megan has been a part of our church for a year and a half. Yeah. Two years, part yeah, of our faith community. Yeah. And you work. I work at the middle school in Canal. At the middle school in Canal. You yeah. used to be part of the hospital system when I first met yes. you. Yes. I used to work in healthcare. I was a night shifter. Mm. So I would have been asleep right now if I was still there. You Very would be. I know. We're thankful for that, James. And really cool story, and we'll maybe, I don't know, bring that in some. The, also, today's kind of fun, because it's almost kind of like Inspired Crashes the X podcast. Yeah. We're here um, to take over. Here to take over. The women are taking over the world. <laughs> this is not new news. It wasn't um, I was envisioning how this Inspired takeover would go. I know. I'm going to I would have prepared something different. Yeah, we do have, we do have some sure. interesting things we're going to go into today. Yeah. That well, it, But you know what? You started it. You started. You start with the conversation in the foyer, and I was like, "Hey, let's talk about it." Um, And Jesse serves all the teams of everything Next Generation, uh, Mm -hmm. kids and youth, and all the all that good stuff. But a lot going on in the world. Uh, Don't know when this will air, but we are um, we're still navigating through Ukraine, Russia. Uh, May ninth is coming, gone big day that uh, some people thought Russia was going to declare an official war, but really it was just a hollow commemoration of the day in which a lot of people say was kind of a weakening for Putin because he really couldn't declare any kind of major victory mm-hmm. because there's a bit of a stalemate going on in Ukraine. Let's see, what else has happened this week? There was the whole escaped convict oh. uh, that was caught that um, a 27-year veteran uh, corrections officer mm-hmm. helped escape, and oh. they were gone nationwide, yeah. searched for 10 days, ended pretty tragically yeah. um, with her, and then he is now in custody in lighter news there is an infant um formula shortage crisis did you know that infant formula there's a crisis and it is um there's a there's a shortage and it's a crisis right now uh a lot going on um you mentioned bluey what does that mean um it's a children's show (laughs) okay i was kind of joking around because you were talking about current events and i feel like 
um, I don't get a whole lot of news time at my mm. house. We're mostly watching cartoons. Gotcha. Okay. So if you want anything about Bluey and Bingo, I'm your girl. I'm going to remember this. I might journal it tonight. We, um, uh, Megan, what, just besides getting married, tell, tell me something else fun going on in your world. Um, we are in contract on a house. <gasps> Yay. Yeah. Yep. So, nice. I've just been signing my name on lots of online away. documents yeah. and then sending them back to people I've never seen in person. So that's been <laughs> my last two weeks. Yep. And then I just got a job at Liberty Union. Come on. School biology. What? So, yeah. Because you're a scientist at the core. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I you love science. you the most fun teacher. I'm so excited. Speaking of science, we talked about this. NASA is sending nudes into space. Yeah. So that's a thing. But I don't think it's new news. Then, then we'll, or new nudes. It's not new nudes in the news. What's new nudes in the news. In the news, okay. Right. NASA, maybe this is like a, a 2.0. Yeah. I don't know. You'll have to Google to understand what we're talking about. But let's talk about what everybody else it seems like is talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jack Sparrow yeah. and his mistress. Yes. Um, and all the conflict. And so, Megan, you mentioned it. You walked up to me Sunday morning and said, what do you think about Amber Heard, Johnny Depp? I honestly had not even put a whole lot of time into it until I saw a reel, I think it was on Facebook or Instagram, and it was just so horribly like portraying Amber Heard, and I was like, what is going on? Mm Because I heard a little bit about their struggles and lawsuit, but I, and it had like, 30,000 likes and people were laughing and commenting just like terrible things and so then I just I just kept looking and then it's it's just a black hole it is mm. it yeah. sucks you in well and it was funny because I so was bad. talking about we were gonna do one on the Amber Heard Johnny Depp thing which part of I don't know if you've been watching this podcast we talk, try to talk all things going on in life yeah. we talk theology faith we also talk about culture trying to get too bogged down in drama-ish culture this probably is mm-hmm. most will dip our toes in it but it is something big going on in our world and I think there are some layers to unwrap but it was really funny I asked everybody in the office um, hey so anybody have any thoughts on Johnny Depp Amber Heard and Morgan who <laughs> 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 I was very quiet immediately I see a chair like a movie Yes. <laughs> and I was like, okay, she's got some I thoughts ready for on this. Moment. So, okay, um, just I'm going to go through a couple of things timeline wise, if you, in case you've been under a rock. Um, Johnny Depp, uh, who I think I look like in my best dreams, yes. I don't, um, but it's, it's my hope. If God can do all things, then. Uh, but um, he, best known for Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, his roles, uh, I guess. Probably skyrocketing his career through Edward Scissor's hands. Scissor hands or scissors hands? Scissors. I don't scissors. Know. I've never seen scissor that one. Scissor hands. Scissor hands. Because that. Okay. Hey, I don't scissor like how you said hands. that. Um, scissor hands, and um, it was married at one point to a Nona Ryder. Has mm-hmm. this you know infamous tattoo, uh, with Nona forever that I guess now says Why No Forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, was with Paradis, but in two thousand nine did the rum. I think the rum diaries with Amber Heard, Mm -hmm. um, a movie taking place on a tropical Island or something. Mm -hmm. And, um, shortly after that, I think they said the end of 2011 began 2012. They started dating. Uh, they both at that, that year in 2012 broke off with their longtime partners or or at least for Johnny Depp. He had been with Paradise for 14 years, dating 14 Mm -hmm. years, Two two kids, um, 
They got engaged in 2014, married 2015. Yeah. By 2016, literally less than a year later, uh, heard files for divorce, claims domestic abuse. Yeah. And then in 2017 uh, was the first libel case, I believe. Mm. Um, she, uh, there, there was a son, a write-up in the sun, um, that uh, called Depp a wife beater. And uh, he fought it. Is that right? Well, so Amber Heard wrote a co-op or a co-ed. That's the Washington, the Washington Post. Post. But this was before that, though, right? I knew I it was, was the op-ed. But before the op-ed, op-ed, there was a, the Sun did. I think the Sun that did after. that after the That was op-ed. after, okay. Yes. So Amber Heard published her op-ed, and it was really her way of just saying that um, after her divorce, she's become this public figure for surviving women yes. of domestic abuse and how um, she never named name dropped Johnny Depp at all, but said that she had been a survivor of abuse from childhood to adulthood. Mm -hmm. So never really said Johnny Depp, but anyone Mm -hmm. reading it would think Johnny Depp. You know what I mean? So then um, she really used it as a push for uh, more awareness around women speaking out against domestic abuse. And then Johnny Depp ended up Suing her for defamation. Well, he also lost the Pirates of the Caribbean oh, yeah. contract. Yes. Warner Brothers yeah. fired so, him. Yes. And so, and then that's part of his argument that it was obvious who she was talking about. Right. Yes. Because I, I, he was talk. I heard him say that you know, for him, not just for the money. I mean, he lost a twenty-two point five million dollar contract. Right. Mm-hmm. And we lost. And we lost Captain Jack Sparrow. Yes. And he said that for him, like he, every good character deserves a goodbye. And so this was going to be the goodbye that he gave his character. And then I think famously was in court. They said, would you ever, even if they paid you $300 million and a million alpacas, would you, would you take the role again? He said, absolutely not. Um, so now, he, so he filed a defamation lawsuit. And then you help yeah. me understand right yeah. now what the world is watching is a counter defamation yes, lawsuit. So, so before we get into all the um, maybe opinions and thoughts, I, I, mm-hmm. I'm curious each one of you uh, share what what's what's one or two things that have just from the court case from the actual trial uh, like that have just shocked or stunned you or stood out that have just been fascinating to you. Well, I would first like to preface all of this by saying um, it's not always this healthy to care this yeah. much about yes. celebrity lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, why do we care so and much? Why are we doing this? <laughs> control your day. It shouldn't control your mood. Yeah. Um, but yet here we are. It's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, as far as things that have happened in the courtroom, um, it's been somewhat comical. So I personally, I've not watched any of it live. I've seen mm-hmm. clips here and there. Yeah. Um, the famous face that Amber makes after her dog gets stung by a bee. She's talking about her dog, which I'm not mm-hmm. even sure what that had to do with anything. Yeah. There was a whole, it was part of their custody battle over their dogs. Oh my yes. Because so they got in trouble for not um, they, declaring the dogs in Australia or something. So they, they. This is brand new information. They faked, <laughs> they faked paperwork to get them to get their dogs in Australia for their wedding, hmm. which they eloped. Oh it was very, which Australia, this is a science to me, has a huge problem with invasive species because they're an island. So mm-hmm. if they get an invasive oh. species, it totally changes like every species on the island. Which is why they were so, the most strict continent during COVID. They're very strict. Mm-hmm. They're very strict, especially if you're bringing livestock, animals, mm-hmm. plants, anything into the country. So they 
they fake uh-huh. that paperwork to get their dogs at their ceremony. Mm. And then and so it begins. Yes. So the dogs and then the dogs <laughs> became part of a custody battle in court. Yeah. Amber wanted her protection order to extend to the dogs and it was denied. And so they loved these dogs. Clearly. A whole mm. lot. Yeah. So the dogs. Are an important have popped role. up in yeah yes. have popped up in the case a lot yeah mm. um, yeah I think just I don't know the facial expressions mm-hmm. I feel like Johnny's response to a lot of the questions he's asked like mm-hmm. he's very slow to respond yes it's very difficult and to watch. he seems very intelligent and mm-hmm. it's part of me is like is he putting on a show right now is mm-hmm. he yeah like capturing the audience which yeah. I mean that's what he gets paid to do mm-hmm. yeah with these like kind of witty remarks like um, what was one about Oh, the wine, the, mm-hmm. the, yeah. is it the pi- mega pint, mm-hmm. the mega pint of wine. And he, you know, kind of shoots her lawyers down. He's like, uh, a mega pint? No. Yeah. Like it seems yeah. like just as much, um, off screen as on screen. He's yeah. got the charm and the yes. mystique yes. and the wit yes. persona nailed yes. down. And it For does sure. suck you in. It does. And you, I feel like immediately want to be team Johnny. Like well, this guy's hilarious. Of course right. I'm on his side. Right. But anyway. Those are a couple of my highlights. How about you, Megan? So I think that the main thing that even got me interested in this case was just the public reaction to, because like you said, we've seen very short clips. Like most of what is circulating is very short clip from hours of the court case that has been publicly broadcasted. And just the, it completely strips it of context, but culture in the public has no problem providing that context Mm. in whatever way shape or form that they want to and so what has been really shocking to me is just how as society we've responded whether we love Johnny Depp or we love Amber Heard how we've been so quick to watch a 10 second reel Mm -hmm. and then place labels on people or like dramatic a liar a drug addict all I mean anything under the sun that you can think of and so that is what really stirred me was just are you talking about the jar of cocaine (laughs) a jar you guys yeah and like amber heard was she wiped her nose with a tissue and people were like she for sure just did a bump of cocaine or or the famous shot where she's starting to i have never wiped my nose like that (laughs) (laughs) it it is okay it's a little suspicious it's a little suspect but like johnny depp gets on the stand and openly admits to Percocets and cocaine and all the people right. he's done cocaine with yeah. and like well and a lot of their allegations towards each other was the amount of drugs that each other did at certain crucial moments of their marriage mm-hmm. so it was you know during their uh, engagement party or whatever it was Amber Heard is talking about how Johnny Depp and her father you know were doing drugs and then um, on the day of their marriage uh, their of their wedding you know, Johnny Depp is saying that Amber Heard is doing MDMA with a bunch of people in a house. It's, it's all this, it's all this back and forth and it's so ugly and it's so public. And, and you're right. Even now it feels, it, it feels almost icky yeah. talking about it on a podcast yeah. other than I, I do think there are some, some things to unwrap yeah. uh, from, you know, it sounds cliche to keep saying, but this cultural moment. Right. Um, but I'm, you, I mean, besides severed fingers from vodka bottles and mm-hmm. phones at faces, I mean, what's, yeah, I mean, I think a couple of things have stood out. One, just like you mentioned it, like mm-hmm. the insane coverage yeah. mm-hmm. that this has had. I read mm-hmm. a headline today that was, this is the trial by TikTok. Yeah. Oh, mm, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is, sure. I don't know if I should admit this, because it's going to make me sound silly, but most of my information I have about this trial and clips I've seen have been on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Which makes 
guilty. Real? They, they say they and, and honestly, the the stats show that most Gen Zers that's where they get their news. Mm-hmm. It's TikTok. Yeah. So, being somebody that does that, do you think it's healthy? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, for a couple of reasons. Um, I think, uh, like you said, at the end of the day. We could, we could classify this as a couple of different ways. That really, at the end of the day, the world has gotten sucked into a marriage dispute. Mm-hmm. And because now we're all emotionally invested in right. yeah. mm-hmm. and care about. Or you can see this as this is a, a little microscopic window into our culture mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. as a yeah. whole. And to say, okay, well, I watched a 10-second TikTok of Johnny Depp doing something funny on the stand. and. Mm-hmm you know, now said I'm this about Amber or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm an expert on the situation now. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I have done all the research I need to do. Yeah. Um, I read a headline. I skimmed an article. That's right. all the information I need. That's all the evidence I need. Yeah. I've made my decision. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't change my mind. I'm yeah. now automatically opposed to you if you don't agree. Yeah. With the microscopic amount of information. It's I like, have. why even have a jury? I mean, you, you yeah. brought up a really good point. I think over text that yeah. um, it, it's, it's a great question to ask, should trials be broadcast before a jury has reached a conclusion? Right. I think that especially something this publicized, that when it comes to an unbiased jury, I'm just not sure how that's possible when like I'll yeah. talk about Johnny Depp and then get on my phone and there's an ad about it. Yeah. So being a juror, if you're sitting there for hours, right. I can't imagine what they've been exposed to outside of the courtroom. And it's constitutionally, as a member of the public, you can attend any trial that you would like. What I don't necessarily agree with is just the live broadcasting. I do think having record of everything that goes on in the courtroom is very important for review. But when it's something that's, this is going to be dragged on for, I think, a long time. Hmm. And to expect a juror who's also a human and part of culture... Right. Because of that, to then make an unbiased decision, I just think it's impossible. I did a little Google search. Um, I asked Google if jurors are allowed on social media, like when they're mm. part of a trial. And what I found, and I don't know how accurate this is, but is that they're just asked not to. Like, there's no, like... There's not accountability. It's just... Yeah, there's yeah. no accountability. Like, so, um, so I found that very interesting. And I wonder if this situation would change that for future Mm. yeah or also how did they get it to be broadcast like i don't know what who okayed it i don't know like i don't know how that process but it's also then if you in the future if you expect jurors to not be on social media is it constitutional to be like okay here's your mandatory jury duty and also give me your phone and anything any access you have to the internet It's such a weird, I mean, and this is, this is a whole different podcast for a different time, but this, this goes back to, again, we're in the middle of the great experiment of social media, Mm -hmm. because think about in the last Mm -hmm. month for the first time ever, we're experiencing a war through TikTok and now we're experiencing nationwide trial through TikTok. And is that healthy? And again, there's, there's, it's, uh, I heard, I was listening, someone was asking Trevor Noah the other, the other night about what's the future of late night TV. And his point was, look, content is always going to be desired. It's just the form of mediums are going to change. And so in a way, look, people are going to get their news somehow. But it it does beg the question, the way the overexposure and the overobsession and it being live when it's that sensitive, Mm -hmm. is that healthy and and why? Right. 
And I can't imagine testifying knowing that millions of people yeah. are watching. Do you think, though, that they actually love the hype? I think so. That's, an, that's mm. interesting, too. I think that if I were Johnny Depp, I would love the hype. It's working out pretty well for him. It's working out very well for Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. I think that... Yeah, I don't... It's almost like... Because there's... I think there's two ways you can see it. Part of me thinks that, like, they're just playing roles. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, they're... I think, like, Johnny in particular has been so unbelievably and incomprehensibly famous right. since he was super young. Yeah. I don't know how you grow up that way and you become a normal person. You can't be a normal person. Mm-hmm. So, is he just... I don't want to... This is going to sound bad. Is he just an actor all the time? Right. Yeah. Is, yeah. This is, I, I am playing right. the role of... Mm-hmm. Uh, I am the accused mm-hmm. standing up in this. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, Anyone this who's... character would be this. Yeah. But it, but hopefully that's where the weight of evidence and, and burden of proof comes in. And, and, and it does look like, I mean, you know, this is, I mean, part of the conversation is the world seemingly has overwhelmingly supported Johnny Depp. Yeah. But part of that is there do seem to be a lot of holes in Amber Heard's case. Right. Part of that is you have, this doesn't always mean everything, but you have past loves of Johnny Depp coming and vouching for his character. Right. People that he was either married to or dated for a long, long time saying, Amber, this is not him. Amber's parents, from what I understand, are backing Johnny in this situation. It's very, yeah. Yikes. Yeah. But you so two, I, I'm not, I, I know you're joking that I'm pitting you against each other, but you two, yeah. I feel like disagree on this a little bit. So my disagreement is that I don't think Amber Heard is receiving a fair trial. But I do think that Johnny Depp is a victim in the trial. Of defamation, of slander, false slander. Yes. However, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't be settled with any verdict coming of this knowing of like, the role of social media that has played mm. in it, if that makes sense. So my disagreement is in the trial is working out very well in Johnny's favor at the cost of trial fairness to Amber Heard because mm. she has been, I mean, the a little bit her fault. It's she's been the brunt of yes. a lot of memes and malice. Yes. yes. Also a little bit her fault, I would say. Hmm. Only. Okay. So I've done a little bit of research and from what I can gather, there's a group of people who, are trying to like trace back as to why, why this, why the op-ed, why any of this. And it kind of goes back to during their divorce, Amber Heard committed a large sum of money to some children's hospital. Yes. Mm-hmm. And was unable, I believe, to come up with the funds. Yes. And then I heard Elon Musk came to her rescue. Well, because she received $7 million from the yes. divorce and was finalized in 2017, right? And she yeah. said she was going to give it all to this children's hospital and stopped making these payments. So there's a group of people who think that perhaps she had this plan, wrote this op-ed to then sue Johnny Depp, to, or at least to make herself, put herself in the spotlight as yeah. this victim and to receive some sort of outpouring of love, maybe through money, I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe write a book. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Well, it was okay, and then you brought up Elon Musk. How is Elon <laughs> Musk in everything? Because and James Franco? he is real life. 
Iron Man. He is real life. <laughs> Elon Musk, you are in Mars. You are in Twitter. You are about to one-on-one with Putin. What? And now you are in the middle of the biggest trial yeah. going on. Yeah. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but did she not have his baby? They froze some embryos, right? I don't know. With Elon? Lydia, can you fact check this? Lydia, we've got to get you a mic in the booth. He was listed as one of Johnny's, like, number one public enemies because of their past. Okay. So, from what I understand is that after the divorce... I object hearsay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. All of this is hearsay. Every single bit of everything is hearsay. After their divorce, Amber dated Elon, Mm -hmm. and apparently they froze embryos. And never, while they were together, never um, did anything with them. And I guess Amber had a midlife crisis and decided she wanted to become a mom. And I think they went to court over these embryos. And she won mm-hmm. and, and, got, and got one. So what I'm hearing is um, <laughs> your team, Johnny, your team, Hurt, is what I'm, I'm hearing. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I you said that Hurt wasn't Hurt. <laughs> I know, I, I mean, didn't say that. I couldn't. But I also think that with her op-ed, it was also at the height of the Me Too movement. Yes. And so, mm-hmm. was she capitalizing on that? Right. Probably. Yep. Um, but as culture, I feel like we have totally gone away with that. Do you, though? I just don't think anyone is giving any, like, validity to anything she, like it's almost like she gets up on the sand and people just close their ears see to me i feel like she's the anomaly in the middle of this movement because i i look like i mean we are still in um i mean mm-hmm. i don't even want to go into everything you know hillsong and, and then we got was it the republican senator cawthorn that was a, like a rising star i mean but the 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 evidence coming out against him is pretty it's pretty damning but yeah. um but it is almost impossible to talk about this without taking a moment to um, frame everything within the middle of Me Too, because that's another thing that you yeah. mentioned in the text, that this mm-hmm. this almost seems like a complete reversal. Yeah. Um, because I remember, I mean, I almost want to hear what y'all think first, because when, when I look at when Me Too movement started, um, and you guys can challenge me, especially mm-hmm. you two ladies, mm-hmm. just feel free to tell me what you think. But for me, I was... Um, especially the longer it went, the more I was conflicted mm-hmm. because there's that initial part of me that's celebrating because for so long, mm-hmm. um, I mean, w- women are, are, are still in, I mean, there's still a movement towards uh, making sure there's equality. There's still a movement in making sure that women are empowered in every way. We've, we've come so far, but we still have a ways to go. Right. Yeah. Um, and so thank God for every step on the march towards uh, women's value right. and women's yeah. voices being elevated and empowered and, 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 and how tragic it's been for so long that uh, misogyny was tolerated mm-hmm. or abuse was swept under the rug right. or was even part of what was considered a normal thing that women had to deal with to mm-hmm. climb the ladder to get through. Yeah. And like, so thank God that there's a movement right where women can come forward, especially when atrocious things have been done to them. Yeah. Not, not, just, not just verbal abuse or, or coercion, but right. at times being violated right. and, and, and their voices being dismissed. Right. Um, so, so thank God for every step towards women actually feeling more and more courage to step forward and speak out when there's been a wrong done. Yes. 
at the same time, like almost any movement. Mm -hmm. So yes, name into that. At the same time, in almost any movement, sometimes a, a reaction against something egregious can can uh, filter into an overreaction mm -hmm. in which in our broken humanity, things can be taken advantage of and things can get messy. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know if it's okay for me to say, I, I as a male who is a leader and, and who has influence, I mean, I can, look, I have not, I am not perfect, but I can say I have never abused a woman verbally physically i've never made unwanted advances but even i knowing that i've not done any of those things like i'm not gonna lie there's been moments where i'm like man if someone got mad at me yeah in right. in the cultural yeah. moment me too uh crescendoing with with cancel culture yeah i mean no, sure. even even if evidence were to come back to say no that's not true you can almost destroy someone with a single accusation it yeah, used yeah. to be you had Absolutely. to have proof right but it's almost like and a reaction against an age in which nobody would believe women, even if there was proof, it feels to me, and again, I, that's why I'm glad you two are here to, to um, you know, put me in my place if I'm, if I'm out of step. But um, it seems in an overreaction, we've almost gone to this place where you actually don't even need proof. Yeah. You just need to throw out a slander. Yeah. And, and somebody's career, whatever, can be done. Yep. Am I wrong? No. No, like I think right. you hit it's it scary. It's scary. Yeah. You no. Know, your life can hinge on the words of someone else who may not even know you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's scary. What do you think? Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. I think um, uh, I would echo everything that you said, you know, for way too long, um, which why it feels a little bit weird for us guys to be like, well, a woman could just say anything and... <laughs> We don't even get to speak. Well, women had that for years. Yeah. So it feels a little weird to be like, well, hold on a second. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Um, but I think, uh, you know, everything, uh, every time culture progresses, some negative stuff come along with it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and so um, I think there have been people that, uh, you know, either have a warped view of reality mm -hmm. that'll say, oh, well, they were just abusive to me, mm -hmm. when in reality they weren't. Mm -hmm. That it's just immediately. So there's some trigger words right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, I don't know, this is what I think has partially happened. So like for years, and even now, like let's say boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, they break up. Mm. What does every guy say mm. if they got broken up with, oh, bro, she's crazy. <laughs> bro, yeah. she's crazy. Yeah. True. Okay. Which is not, well, that's not cool. It's not cool because it usually it's not accurate. Right. Mm -hmm. um, now, sometimes it can all of us are capable of being a little bit of strange rangers from time mm -hmm. to time, right? <laughs> That's a new one, um, strange rangers. <laughs> but now I think it's, women can just say, oh, he was just abusive. Like, mm -hmm. especially when they, I've seen this multiple times when uh, a girl is either dumped, rejected, friend zoned, whatever, the narrative almost immediately becomes, well, they were just abusive. Mm. They were emotionally manipulated. That's so unhealthy. Narcissist, gaslighter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All the trigger words. Yeah. And it's, and to, I don't know. I think we as a culture mm -hmm. just want instant answers to everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's like, oh, they were yeah. just dang. I never would have thought that about them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So anyway, what do you guys want to have for lunch yeah. today? Right. It's like, yeah. there's no nuance of thinking. Mm -hmm. There's no, well, hold on. Why do you say that? Yeah. And if you would bring up, you know, well, oh, bro, why is she crazy? Oh, you know, man. Oh, she, you know, women, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that's stupid too. Like, yeah. and, and you just brought up another thing to hammer on the point because you're talking about um, psychological terms. 
and mental health. And it is, it, again, isn't it interesting that every, um, every way of progress brings with it a weapon it can be used against. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all know the right words to say now. Right. So, so, yeah. so, so, so the way of progress is let's value him as voices. But that same thing can be turned as a weapon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we now, thank God, have a vocabulary for mental health to actually help people psychologically uh, get better in their soul. Right. But now we can just trivialize and minimalize and use those words as weapons against somebody. Yeah. And then you're right. We hear words spoken about another human being and then just accept them at face value or worse, use our mouths irresponsibly to repeat those words. Hey, did you hear they're abusive? Did you hear they? And we destroy people with our words. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So I think if you bring this back to Johnny and Amber, we've got two people that essentially, which by the way, I said, this is a marriage dispute earlier. I didn't mean to minimize abuse or whatever. That's serious. I didn't mean to minimize it. Yeah. Um, But we essentially have two people that probably both have fault. Mm-hmm. in this For whole thing. Sure. For mm-hmm. sure. For I mean, sure. Just in what we've heard. Yes. Yeah. There's drugs. There's a crazy crap. Dog smuggling. Mm-hmm. Dog smuggling. Texts have come out of things he's said. Yes. Yeah, I mean, texts have come out of things he's said that are not no. defen- defensible. Right. Um, and then videos have come out of things that she did to him that are not yeah. defensible. Right. They right. both did wrong. And so I think, coming back to where this kind of rabbit trail started is was Amber maybe trying to take advantage of that cultural movement mm-hmm. when it was hashtag me too was everywhere. I'd say hundred percent she was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, now you've got Johnny Depp who's not going to take that sitting down. Right. Say, mm-hmm. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Mm-hmm. There's a whole other side of this story. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the reality is, is both of them have fault. Mm-hmm. Um, and for any of us to sit here and say, well, I'm team Johnny because she's crazy or I'm team Amber because mm-hmm. I believe yeah. all women is irresponsible on both parts. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm, yeah it's good and then i think it just becomes how do you how do you even navigate knowing all of that how do you navigate being settled with whatever verdict comes of this mm-hmm. you know what i mean does there have to be a verdict like hmm. will there become will there be a decision this will be over i don't even know can the jury be hung hmm. on such a case so but i think you almost have to go back it's like but the verdict would not be, and right. correct me if I'm wrong, the verdict is not this person was right. Right, correct. I think we're talking about defamation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, he originally sued because, oh, well, you went on the um, what was it, Washington Post and said mm-hmm. all this yes. crap. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't do that because there's a whole bunch of stuff you left out of that story that you did. Mm-hmm. Right? So, let's make sure all that stuff is known. Okay. So, there's that. It, it's just back and forth. Yeah. And you- I said this earlier. This is... Again, not to minimize abuse, mm-hmm. and all that's very serious. But if you look at the kind of what we're seeing mm-hmm. is middle school emotional bickering yeah. mm-hmm. from people who have millions of dollars to blow. Yeah, no, that's true. And, and, and it's, not, it's not to minimize abuse, and it's also not to minimize the pain of if you really are the victim of slander. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the cost of his career, the cost of his reputation, but at the same time, you just cannot walk away with a live broad streaming of two people defaming and slandering each other and feel like this is healthy. Right. Nor can it be healthy to sit there and watch it all day. I'm sorry. No, right. Like, I know we're talking about it. Maybe we're, right. we're, maybe we're adding to it. I don't know. But for me, it's like, I mean, the, the old preacher was right. You can't throw mud at each other and not get muddy. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, it's amazing how, um, especially like really, cons- just can pick on conservative Christians for a minute, have their pet sins. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it has to do with sexuality, whether it has to do with drunkenness. But one of the things that God seems to, if you're a follower of Jesus, get the angriest about is actually the way you speak about people. Yeah. Slander. And slander doesn't have to be false to be slander. Gossip doesn't have to be false to be gossip. When you speak ill about another person, when you spread negative things about another human being, God takes that seriously, whether it's in a corner through whispering or whether it's on a Facebook marketplace through public. Like God takes those things seriously. And and I think what you said is true because I'll be honest, I got friends that uh, they, all I've seen on their, and it's not in a judgmental way, but all I've seen on their stories is what's consumed them. And kind of going back to another question is, why are we so consumed? I had this weird thought, and I don't know if this is right or wrong, and if anybody's been posting about this crazily and you hear this and you're offended, I'm so sorry. But um, <laughs> l- let me start by picking on, because most of the people that I have seen posting, y'all correct me if I'm wrong, have been, uh, have been female. There's people probably, yeah. they're, they're, I mean, I'm sure there's both, yeah. but it kind of reminded me of, you know, I've always thought when I've seen guys go, and I know I'm not a big sports fan, but I don't hate sports. I love, I went to my first Clippers game of the spring a couple weeks ago. I'm a very win in Rome when it comes to sports. I enjoy them. Mm-hmm. It's not my thing. No offense to people that are obsessed with it. But when you see some people go so overboard, like I got, I got people I know that, I mean, are so invested emotionally that they will enrage, oh, cuss yeah. out refs and umps and their whole identity and, and it just rides on yeah. their team. And all I can think of is, uh, in fact, we may have done a podcast about this a couple of years ago. Um, you need a bigger story in life. Yeah. You need a For bigger sure. fight yeah. because God has put in the DNA of everybody to be a part of a story yeah. and to be a part of something purposeful and meaningful and to pick a good fight, you know, to get in some good trouble, yeah. to, to, to pick a fight and that, that hopefully is big against injustice or poverty or people not hearing the gospel. And all I can think when I see somebody just going down a rabbit trail of something trivial and sucking all their time and emotional energy away is you need to find a, a new purpose. Yeah. yeah, not in a judgmental way, but I, I, and so I think that towards some some of maybe guy acquaintances I know that are just pigeonholed into this obsession in what appears to be an emotionally unhealthy way. Yeah. And then I've had this thought a couple times lately with people that are just their world is wrapped around this court case that really they should not even have a window to look into. Right. And I'm just like, what? I want to, it sounds, I don't mean it judgmental, but in love, I want to just put a fire under them to say, let's get you a story worth living into. Yeah. Let, let, let's get you a new horizon to run after. Let's, let's put some purpose in you because this thing should be not even on your periphery. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's the thing that comes to my mind when, when, when I think about it. And um, I don't know, anything else that you guys, I mean, I wrote down a couple things that are, that as, as I try to peel away the onion of all this craziness that have come to my mind, but I'm, I'm curious what you guys think. I think culture, you're asking why, like, why are we so interested in this? I think we idolize these celebrities. Mm-hmm. We put them up on this pedestal and we think perfection and mm-hmm. this. So when yeah. there are rumblings in their life, we're like, mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. They have problems. They mm-hmm. have, you know, addictions also you know yeah. so i think lesson learned from this like yes they are human and they're just yeah. like you and i yeah. and they're not worth idolizing right i almost think i think when it comes to celebrities um if we're not careful and healthy we either idolize or dehumanize yeah, yeah. Mm. or both or both, or both. Yeah. Yeah. Be- because like you know i i can't i can't remember when it was but a few weeks ago we talked about um the whole thought of uh treating every single when, when Jesus says what you do to the least of these 
we always think of the poor, right. but really the context in the original language implies anybody that you would treat as less than human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you might dehumanize a celebrity that you dislike as much as you may dehumanize the a homeless person on the side of the road that you just walk by like they're a piece of traffic. Right. So, um, and I just think to me, this I, I'm going to keep ringing the, the bell on this, not just, in, not in a, I've arrived, but I want to keep ringing the bell of this in my own soul. But to anybody listening, that at least those of us that would claim to follow Jesus, that either every single human being is somebody created by God in his image that Jesus desperately loves and died for, or they're not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when if we're willing to start making memes about someone, I don't care if it's a politician that is on the side that you don't like, or if it is a celebrity that you think has hurt your other celebrity, I don't care who they are. Let's not pretend to love the world and want to save the world and then make the world targets of our scorn and our mockery and our ridicule at the same time. So we either need to decide that every human being is Imago Dei made in the image of God or not. And the world, I think, gets really confused when we claim that we follow a God that is love. Yeah. And that came for the broken and the the tax collector and the Pharisee and the religious person alike and said, I've come to give them hope. Mm-hmm. And uh, to, to me, I, I just think we, we, let's, let's continue to not dehumanize or idolize mm-hmm. right. people just because they are famous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How about you? I think that's what initially got me. I wouldn't even say I'm invested in the trial. It's just right. something that has been so mind-boggling to me that I can't believe that it's real life like I it's just been I think one example that I can think of is um, in court in the court trial they've had the lawyers read out a text and say for example like Johnny is this correct did I read this correctly and there was one that was very descriptive and very just like volatile and Johnny said no can you say that again and then he said it again, clear as day. And he was like, could you just say it one more time? Because he thought it was funny, like what he said. And it was like a joke that was very belittling to Amber. And her team. And the entire courtroom like chuckled. And it's like, oh my gosh, Johnny, you're so charming and funny. But then if Amber Heard were to do that, I think the narrative would be completely flipped. And I think it's because of that basis of yeah. idolizing and dehumanizing that we're so quick to apply context where we see fit Mm -hmm. and what fits our picture Mm -hmm. and that is what really caught my attention yeah was not necessarily well amber's right and johnny's wrong but like this is wrong right what we've done with this is wrong yeah yes yeah no that's good yeah that is really good i'm glad you brought up the uh uh, note of dehumanizing Mm because i think we do that um, with anybody we disagree with, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that they're automatically yeah. not a human anymore. Yeah. They're just an enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, what I think we've seen on uh, both sides in this trial is we have all made them caricatures yeah. of mm-hmm. the people we knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, oh, isn't it cool to see Jack Sparrow in court? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> right. Like, no. Johnny Depp's a real person. Right. Yeah. Real feelings, yeah. real emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, Amber Heard, same not. way. <laughs> now, <laughs> what's. What's tricky is in the same way you said it, it doesn't have to be incorrect for it to be slander. It can be the truth and still be slander. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we think or we post or we'll have conversations at the water cooler or think thoughts mm-hmm. that are degrading of Amber or Johnny, even if they're correct, uh, 
again, if you're listening as a Christ follower, there should be something inside us at least that should trigger. And how hurting are they right now? Yeah. yeah. Or how hurting yeah. were they when they when they did that? Yeah. yeah. When this right. text was sent, when this was said, when this was done, whatever. Yeah. yeah. If we can't get to a place of and how broken must they be? They have mm-hmm. it all, and they're still struggling yeah. with the same crap all of us struggle with. Yeah. Right. Um, they have it all, and yet have absolutely nothing. Yeah. Still. Yeah. And so, as Jesus followers, we should be the people that stand in the middle of the fence and say, mm-hmm. "I'm so sorry, both of them are hurting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry, their absolutely. lives have been made a mockery right now." Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, above all else, and like you said, the. Again, if we're going to have Christian in our bio on Facebook mm-hmm. and share memes that defame people, do the rest of us a favor and take Christian out of your bio. Because yeah. yeah. uh, you're on. making the rest of us look bad. Yeah, come yeah on. for sure. Um, and let alone the rest of us look bad. You're making Jesus look bad. Right? Yeah. Um, because I don't, I don't know about you, but that's not the Jesus I read about. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if you're reading this for, or listening to this from a non-faith context, I apologize for all the Christians <laughs> yeah. that are yeah, acting no different sure. than the rest of the world mm. yeah, right. when they claim to be different. Mm-hmm. That's good. But I also okay. think this has shown us the danger of being on teams. Hmm. We've seen this in culture a, a thousand times over in the last few years. Yeah. But to say, this is my team. This mm-hmm. is who I align with. Yeah. And whatever they say, whatever they do, I'm going along with. Yeah. Um, so to automatically pigeonhole yourself into all chicks are just crazy mm-hmm. and just all women are wrong and don't mm-hmm. believe anything they say, that's foolish. Yeah. yeah. But to automatically say, I believe all women, anybody that says they're a victim yeah. of abuse is, mm-hmm. is also foolish because we've seen that is also not the case mm-hmm. always right. either. Yeah. But to say, Larry, I'm on the team of people mm-hmm. and I'm not going to allow my identity or who I am to be pigeonholed down into something so small as to a team. Yeah, that's right. good. Right. Um, I like that. Tribalism has never been stronger mm-hmm. than these last two years. We were, I, I FaceTime with my cousin. If anybody saw the podcast from last year that he was on, um, he's getting his PhD in polarization and politics and, and all these things. And we're talking about this book called The Coddling of the American Mind and Tribalism. And and uh, and I, I told him the other night, I was like, we got to get you back on um, and, and, and talk about some of the things going on because it, it's so easy. It's just... I just think you put it perfectly. It's so easy to think I need to be on this side yeah. and, and I want to be on the side of Jesus and people. I like what you said. I want to be on the side of people. Yeah. Um, but one thing you mentioned, um, it reminded me of actually my favorite part of the trial. Um, Cause you know, like you did, I didn't watch it live, but I watched a few YouTube yeah. clips to kind of try to get ready for it. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. Over the last couple of weeks, there's a couple of times I, I would, I would be on a rabbit hole, <laughs> a rabbit trail and I would find a couple, you know, so I don't want to act perfect, but um and there's nothing wrong with watching. I don't know. Anyways, but you're talking about the brokenness. And besides the fact that him saying this obviously was kind of defamatory towards Amber. But do you remember the part where Johnny talked about one of the reasons that he was with her? And he talked about the dysfunctional relationship he had with, with his mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And podcast for another day. Yes. <laughs> but like just his yeah. honesty and self-awareness to yeah. talk about wounds of the past and how he's brought them into the future. I mean, that, like, that's a whole other podcast, but I just think there's been so many times recently where I've seen people yeah. in culture that would not claim to follow Jesus be more self-aware mm. yep. uh, about the journey and the impact of their journey mm-hmm. than a lot of Christ yeah. followers. Mm-hmm. Um, for him to look at, I mean, it sounds cliche, but this fruit, where's the root? And to actually go travel back in time to yeah. say, where did that wound come from? Mm-hmm. And how am I still living out that wound? How am I still living out that false story? How am I still letting the past come into the future? Yeah. Um, 
But one verse I want to share, speaking of tribalism and having to be on teams, um, there's a verse um, I read a long time ago that uh, has always stuck with me. Um, and I never, knew it was in the, I never knew this was in the Bible, but a few years ago I read this. Proverbs 18, 17 says this. Um, the first to state his case seems right until his opponent begins to cross-examine him. Another translation says this, the person who tells one side of a story seems right until someone else comes and asks questions. And that's so simple and obvious, but um, how easy is it for us, whether it's in a court case or in someone that comes and vents to us or in any situation in life, doesn't it always seem right until you know the whole story? Doesn't it always my, my old boss, when I was in, um, when I worked in uh, retail, she'd always tell me, there's three sides to a story. There's that person's side, yes, there's that person's exactly side, what, and then there's the truth yes, in between. Yep, that's exactly right. what came to my mind. And, um, but, but not to go back to older topics, but this too reminds me of the human need of how to navigate relationships and friendships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. it also reminded me of, speaking of tribalism, again, the powerful danger of echo chambers. Because if I'm only watching CNN, Mm -hmm. let's just pick on CNN, I am going to be 100% convinced of this side of the story. And that anything, or if I'm only watching Fox, if I'm only consuming liberal media or conservative media, the more I pigeonhole, the more I'm going to not only just become convinced of this side, but I'm going to more and more demonize and dehumanize and just be just... Um, disgusted by the other side. Yeah. And so in, in a day and age where there's a lot of competing voices, uh, let's, let's do our intellect and our souls and our yeah, society sure. a favor and make our, what we shouldn't be consuming news all day, but when we do consume news, uh, let's be holistic yeah. in our consumption. Yeah. Let's have as much of a balanced, I mean, there, there's no news station that's not tainted by bias and right. human corruption. But let's, let's be holistic and let's be balanced in our consumption uh, so that we don't find ourselves pigeonholed and making a lot of assumptions all day long. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. That's good. That's good. That's been really fun. to say. And then when you put it, <laughs> when you're like on someone's Facebook post, you're like, right. oh. <laughs> right. I feel like with culture today that I, when, even when I feel the desire to like, explain or just play devil's advocate or say like, Hey, maybe there's a mm-hmm. middle ground here mm-hmm. that I back away from it. And I shy away from yeah. that because of the trail that would follow. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so it's hard to find like practical mm-hmm. ways to be that light to more than just people that you interact face to face with. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, in our world today, technology holds this much power mm-hmm. and then face to face interactions have lost a lot of their steam that mm-hmm. they used to hold before technology. And so it's hard to find those routes via technology to spread because my reel that I make about Jesus being the light of the world and the need for society to see two sides to every situation and the truth in between is going to get maybe like five shares. <laughs> right. But if I post about mm-hmm. how Amber Heard was snorting cocaine yeah. through a tissue, oh. I'm famous. Yeah. yeah. So Nuance very, doesn't sell, extreme right. sell. Yes. Yeah. So it's very difficult to, that's mm-hmm. one thing I'm navigating in my generation mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. all technology is just how can I be a light on that platform and still have an impact 
mm. in the way that I would want to. Mm-hmm. And I, but you know what I think it is? You know the image that comes to mind when you want to think about light is you can be a shooting star that's bright and gets a lot of attention and dies out, or you can be the slow burning bonfire that eventually gives warmth and light when people need it. And, and in a dark world, your spirit that continually shines, when people are tired of all the noise and all the fuss and all the division and all the hatred and all the vitriol, they're going to be attracted to your quiet, gentle, joyful spirit. And they're going to say, okay, there's something in you that I want to hear more what you have to say. I mean, I, when I seek advice from someone, one thing that I'm guilty of doing is I'll, I'll like kind of, I think everyone should vet the people who are pouring into their lives, but yeah. I can see a lot just from like what opinions people post about. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. if I'm going to be way less likely to put someone's advice into effect in my life, if they're posting all their radical views on every, mm-hmm. yep. or if they're like <laughs> on a podcast about mm-hmm. Amber Heard versus Johnny Depp. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Oh, keep talking. There's another verse I saw recently that, I, that, that shocked me that was in the Bible. I just think that it's like, it's not only what you're consuming and the balance in that, but also what you're, putting out there mm-hmm. for everyone to see. Slander is one thing, but it's also with as often as our opinions change with this trial, yeah. new evidence, right. new clips, witnesses. new witnesses. Mm. Um, I think just being mindful of mm-hmm. pressing post or pressing send mm-hmm. right, is important now more than yeah. ever. There's, I love this. Ecclesiastes 7.18 it is good to grasp the one and not let go of the other. Whoever fears God will avoid all extremes. Mm, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's so good. That's so good. That's good. I never knew that was in there. It was like a few months ago I read that and I was like, that is so, it's again, so, so simple. Yeah, and so relevant. And so relevant yeah. to this day and age. If I'm going to fear God and, and, and be centered, I'm going to avoid extremes. Well, I think you have, you, I think you have a, a less less of a desire to go towards one extreme or the other Mm -hmm. because I found a lot of comfort and security Mm -hmm. in the truth that I know through Christ and so I'm not like yeah looking you know what I mean not like looking you don't need to identify yourself as team Johnny or team Amber right and the more that you get in God's presence and his peace and love gets in you and like you said you get centered and the more that you and you can't you can't be more and more full of God's love without simultaneously being more and more full of God's love for people. Yeah. You yeah. just can't. Yeah. And so for me, I, I, I can tell when, I, when I've really been in God's presence, when I'm really centered, because I'm slower to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm yeah. slower to speak. Yeah. And I am definitely slower to critique. Yeah. And I'm definitely slower to slander mm-hmm. yeah. and speak ill about other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think sometimes culturally, I think because we're Christ followers, and we maybe feel that pressure too, I need to inject light into this situation. Right. Mm-hmm. But I also think there's wisdom in, you don't need to comment on everything. That yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, there's the saying, a wise man once said nothing. <laughs> I like that. Um, those are words that I live my life mm-hmm. by. Um, yeah. The world doesn't need to know what I think about everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, because the more I can throw my two cents on everything, mm-hmm. the more I cheapen my own voice. Mm, so that's good. That I choose good. to speak up yeah. on, it means less if that's I talk good. about everything. And there's, and I think sometimes we think we're injecting light when really we're just painting the dark with different shades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. We're just throwing mm-hmm. our opinion out there. Like I, I um, when, when I spoke of the OCU thing, they, they, the whole thing was glow. And so I started, the, the, the whole thing I tried to start with, just probably to make Christians uncomfortable, is <laughs> it talked about when the, the second verse in scripture, God had to deal with darkness. And so I got them ready and I said, you know what it says? It says, into the darkness, God said, and of course they scream, let there be light. 
and then I finished it in my own way. And God said, how dare you be so dark? And let me describe every way you're dark. <laughs> and the point I was trying to make is when you look at the Daniels in scripture, uh, what the world needs is not more darkness describers, but light carriers. And it doesn't take courage to curse the dark and talk about how dark the world is. But it does take courage to be light. And so like you said, sometimes, sometimes in controversial situations, being light is not saying anything. Yeah. Or other times it is being a voice of, um, what, what does Paul say? Let your speech be seasoned with grace right. so that it may help those that hear. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like e- even when I'm confronting evil, I can do it in a way that doesn't um, diminish and attack other human beings. Yeah. yeah. And I can do it in a way that's full of grace and not full of mockery. And, uh, and so let's just, I don't know, in my life, I want to get more and more gracious. Mm-hmm. I want to become more and more light. Yeah. I want to become more and more joy. I want to become more and more love, more and more wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's been fun. Yeah. Thank you guys for having this conversation with me. Thanks for having and, uh, as always, if you have any thoughts, questions, um, if you want to see these two debate more about team, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, uh, send us any thoughts, questions you have at podcast at the x.church that's podcast at the x.church if you have not hit subscribe our yeah. analytics show that uh 37 of you that watch this have i just made up that yeah i just made something up but if you've not subscribed even if you watch it but you haven't subscribed subscribe and uh share this with somebody that you think may would enjoy it or be helped by it and help think maybe in a different way challenge them uh like and uh rate and review uh means more to us than you'll ever know help us get the word out if you're enjoying these conversations until next time we will see you next week Bye. See you then.